Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Miami Heat are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Luka Doncic and the Mavericks aren't done yet. And Duke only cares about winning the offseason. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Jimmy Butler sent his former team packing. The former Philadelphia 76ers scores 32 in game six and the Heat get a win 99 to 90. They go now to the Eastern Conference Finals. Joining me now from Locked on Heat, Wes Goldberg and West. This in some ways feels like the little brother series in the Eastern Conference right now with mm-hmm. the Bucks and the and the Celtics taking all of the shine. And there has even been this take, oh well, Bucks Celtics. That's the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Is that fair? No, I'm glad that's where we're starting because all the national media wants to talk about is what Joel Embiid did not do in this series, mm. what James Harden did not do in this series, what Trey Young didn't do in the first round against Miami. And there's one common denominator, and that is the Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat specifically, it's defense. And this is a defense that has to be feared. It gives the Heat a real chance to make it to the NBA Finals. And I know that everybody is talking about Milwaukee and Boston as the real Eastern Conference Finals, to your point. But um, look, Miami doesn't have anybody that's getting MVP votes. But they do have the best defense in the playoffs. It's them or the Bucs. They have arguably the best player in the playoffs in Jimmy Butler right now. Um, and maybe even Max Struess might be number two, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it sounds crazy that I even have to say this about the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, but no- nobody's really saying that on a national scale. I mean, the Heat are legit contenders. I, they won't be favored against Boston or Milwaukee. They won't. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be taken seriously as a team that could make it to the final. If you're, if you're moving forward, Build me the case that offensively they have enough to take on either Boston or Milwaukee. Well, look, Jimmy Butler playing the way he is is a bit is reason number one, right? If he is going to just go toe to toe with whatever star and put up the point totals that he's been putting up, right? He did it against Atlanta. He did it against Philadelphia. And I know that people want to, you know, what? It, look, Atlanta's they're not a good defensive team. It was a first round series, whatever. Uh, you know. <laughs> The Sixers have bodies, they've got guys, and they were happy to just go one-on-one with Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler was happy to go one-on-one with them. He's like, all right, you're just going to give me these looks, and that's fine. And he performed. Jimmy Butler has done this time and time again. You look at the numbers that he's been putting up. Uh, it's it's hard what he is doing. I mean, it is like LeBron James in Miami, Big Three era. It is like 2006 Dwayne Wade. They showed this graphic on ESPN the night before, uh, right before the game started, and Jimmy Butler's numbers are right there. And those guys led the Heat to championships. Right. And so they have a guy who might a lot of people don't consider being that kind of player, but he's playing like it right now. He's playing like it right now. So we'll see if that continues into the next round. I don't really have a reason to say that it won't. Yeah. Giannis blanketed Jimmy Butler, took him out of the out of that series last year. I think that series was more of an exception than the bubble one. Right. Just because of how little of a break he had, how trying of a season that was. He had, what, 71 days of an offseason after the bubble run. It was ridiculous. They were never in full swing. They were never really figuring it out and clicking that season. So um, I think that he could do it. The Heat have also been the best three-point shooting team during the regular season by percentage. So if they can start making threes, if Struess comes alive, if Tyler Hero, they really need him to step up because he was really limited uh, against Philly. 
Um, they'll need him to step up. But if those things happen, yeah, I think that's sort of the path that you're talking about for Miami. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL draft. Get our local and national host take on all the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, they aren't done yet. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under fantasy game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, you can take points in basketball or hits in baseball then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in two zero you're not going to find those odds anywhere else but the big reason i am stoked about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where i can join my friends contest and we can play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends' picks if I want to copy them or make fun of my friends' picks if I want to do that. It is insanely fun to ride it out together. Download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game on your mobile phone or join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash locked on today and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash locked on today and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See your sleeper's terms of use for details. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was arrested Thursday with second-degree criminal tampering with the domestic violence enhancer, a misdemeanor. Judy is being held without bond until he can appear before a judge in Arapahoe County. Arapahoe County Sheriff said in a Thursday afternoon news briefing that no physical contact was made in the dispute between Judy and the mother of his one-month-old daughter. The two greatest words in sports, Game 7, are coming to a couple of hockey playoff series, starting with the Bruins and the Hurricanes. The Boston Bruins are still alive in the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs after defeating the Carolina Hurricanes by a score of 5-2 at TD Garden here on Thursday night. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and it was a complete team effort from the Boston Bruins who have dominated on home ice so far this series in what has been an even split between the two teams. Carolina has won all three games in their home arena and the Bruins will have to overcome their home ice advantage in order to move to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But for tonight, they took care of business on home ice, uh, massive penalty kills in the second period, including a five on three. And then they came back scored a power play goal of their own, and then it was all Boston from there as they took it to the Carolina Hurricanes, 5-2, getting contributions from up and down the lineup, all four lines contributing to the scoring in this one. So there will be a game seven on Saturday night in Carolina. The Bruins still have a chance to advance to the second round. Another is the much maligned Maple Leafs, and the lightning 
The Maple Leafs fall to Tampa Bay in overtime as the Bolts force a Game 7. I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked on Leafs. Uh, Tampa Bay got the party started in the first period. An awful turnover from Alex Kerfoot. Palak coming in all alone on the goaltender. He puts it past Jack Campbell. And Tampa took a 1-0 lead into the second intermission. And then in the second period, Anthony Sorelli, a shorthanded goal. Bit of a, a tough one for the Maple Leafs to give up. But Austin Matthews, a few moments later, would cut into their lead to make it 2-1 and get the first puck past Andre Vasilevsky. And then late in the third, second period, John Tavares, the captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs, scores two in 26 seconds to flip the script and go up three to two. Heading into the third period, things were going swell, and then the penalties came. Two high-sticking calls in a 17-second span for the Maple Leafs. They found themselves killing off a five-on-three. Nikita Kucherov buries one to tie the game. No score through the rest of regulation. It heads to overtime. Leafs pressuring in overtime. Probably should have won that game. They were the better team, and they were playing with a lot more pressure in OT. But a tough giveaway at center ice, leading to a Tampa rush up the ice where Braden Point goes hard to the net and scores the overtime winner. 4-3 Bolts would end up being the final. They force a Game 7. The Maple Leafs now 0-8 in games where they can advance into a series in the Matthews and Marner era. Can they put their first one up in the win column in Game 7? Is another story you need to know. In Game 5, the Phoenix Suns took it to the Dallas Mavericks. In Game 6, the Dallas Mavericks took it right back. 113-86 win in Dallas. Nick Angstad from Locked On Mavericks joining me now. And Nick, this has been a series that, I mean, any series that's going to go 7 is going to go back and forth. But this has been a series of punch, counterpunch. Here's the counterpunch to the counterpunch. So what was it that Dallas was able to do in this game that changed so dramatically from just a couple days ago? It's pretty insane to watch this game and think, man, didn't I just watch this game in game five? But the Suns <laughs> did the exact same thing the Mavs just did. And after game five, you know, I was saying, I don't know if the Suns made a ton of adjustments. Like they took out campaign. They decided not to play him anymore. They played Bismack Biombo instead of JaVale. They, they did a couple of things with like, these fake doubles they're throwing at Luka, and then they pull them back really quick. They didn't do a ton of adjustments. They just executed so much better than the Mavericks in Game 5. And then the exact same thing happened in Game 6 <laughs> for the Mavericks. It's just the team that is at home wins these games. It's so wild how different it is. I've seen people on Twitter say this is the most boring seven-game series that we've ever seen because it's just whoever's the home team dominates, they get the calls, and then the other side you know, goes back to that. The other team makes their shots, they get the calls. It just goes back and forth in this series, and now we go to a Game 7 in Phoenix. I'm, I'm looking at Chris Paul, who was unbelievable just you like, find him? What, what, 10 days ago? And then the last three games, 25 total points. So if... If that's going to be the case, what does the rest of this Suns team need to do to beat Dallas in what is now a do-or-die game? It's pretty amazing to watch Chris Paul and to watch how good he was in that Pelican series and how good he had to be in some of those games to then see him where he is right now and to watch him in these games. Because in the games the Mavericks have won, he's just been a non-factor at all. He fouled out 
or he had seven turnovers in the first half of that game three. He fouled out of game four. And then in this game, I mean, he had 13 points, but don't, don't let it fool you. Like a couple of those were late in, you know, the second half that didn't really matter. A couple of threes here and there. He had more turnovers than assists, which is just not a Chris Paul thing that ever happens. Really. He's been really taken out. And what the Mavericks have done, they make, they've made him work. Reggie Bullock is picking him up at full court the entire game. And it's not even just to try and cause a turnover. It's just really to make him work, to make him work harder. And this has kind of been an underrated thing that I wondered at the start of this series. Every single one of these games up until now has been only a one day off in between. And I wondered if that would hurt Chris Paul and hurt the recovery. They're traveling in between some of these games, too, where there's only one game. And so now two days off before game seven, we'll see if Chris Paul can be back to Chris Paul and the point guard. But if he's not, then I like the Mavs. Another thing is the Mavericks are only playing really, really seven and a half guys. But one of those guys is Who's the Frank Nilakina. <laughs> is he and- the half? Well, no, no. Dwight Powell is the half. He played 17 <laughs> minutes and, and at eight points. Okay. Frank Nilekina plays 21 minutes, does not score a bucket, but he's out there. He's playing defense. He's doing stuff. I mean, is this where we are in this series that this is like Frankie nicotine has got to be out there doing <laughs> stuff for, for Dallas, but it worked. That's the, that's the crazy thing. Like that's, that's the, the, the wild part of this series. It's just like, Let's let's throw Frankie Smokes out there and he's going to he's going to give us important minutes. Yeah, we had four minutes of garbage time in this game. So there's a couple of minutes and things like that. They're going to be a little bit skewed. But yeah, Frank Nilakina was injured and had some like like some tonsillitis or something crazy, like some some non covid illness that was kept in, was keeping him out of this series. And then when he was able to come back, just completely took over Josh Green's minutes. And that was sort of the last guy in the rotation. The Mavericks were trying to throw in there. Hey, let's get some defense from somebody. And Frank Nilakina has now been that guy like to come in to spot, you know, those those two guys. Dorian was really struggling in this game. He had five fouls. He only played 25 minutes. He's been playing 40, 45 minutes this entire playoffs. Reggie Bullock has as well. The Mavericks rely on those two wings to defend so much. They just need somebody else to come in for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And Frank Nilakina has stepped up and been that guy. Coming up, Duke is only concerned with winning the offseason. It's playoff season in the NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball is well underway. You're going to need a snack that doesn't break your diet. Look no further than Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that means the puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate and they're still somehow low calorie, high protein. I don't know how they do it. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away by what you find. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on some of the best built bars. Puffs, the first ever protein infused marshmallow. Protein infused marshmallow at built bar. They are all about the taste and they make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Duke is one of the very early preseason favorites to win the national title in college basketball. Locked on Tar Heels, Isaac Shade is confused by this and feels as though Duke is only focused on one thing. There is absolutely no way that you can defend putting Duke at the top of this list. Like, 
Seriously, we're, we're just going to let them win the offseason again and, and give them all their trophies? Well, yeah, because that's the only trophies they're getting. Uh, Duke just, yes, they finally won a regular season ACC championship this past season. Congratulations, you did it. It's been a minute. But that's all Duke does essentially recently is win the offseason and nothing else because they're trying, they care more about winning recruiting battles than they do winning on the court. I guess that's my hot take of the day. Duke cares more about winning recruiting than they do winning basketball games. Let's say that. But at what point do we stop giving Duke the benefit of the doubt and putting them at the top of preseason lists, whether it's the ACC or, in this case, the entire nation? No, absolutely not. This is one of those things that I think, if you're a Duke fan, would be easy to dismiss because Isaac happens to cover UNC. UNC Duke. Historic rivalry. One of the best, if not the best, rivalry in college sports. Forget basketball, football, whatever. One of the best rivalries in sports. But the reality is, about a decade ago, when the one-and-done phenomenon really took off, Coach Mike Krzyzewski was initially opposed to the phenomenon. Initially. And then it became clear he embraced the idea of bringing in McDonald's All-Americans that understood they were only going to be at Duke for a year. And then it became clear that the only way to recruit those guys, the only way to get those guys, was to allow them to say, I will only be at Duke for a year and then I will go to the NBA. And there is a part of that that is a little bit craven. But it's also just the way the world works in college basketball. The same is true in college football. If you want the best guys, you have to be willing to be a little bit flexible with the way that you potentially see the world. So it might be true that Duke is more concerned with winning the offseason, but it's also true that the best way to win in the regular season and then ultimately in conference tournament time and the NCAA tournament is to have the best recruiting classes that you can and get the best talent. Because if you can get the best talent, if you can win the offseason, that gives you the best chance to win in March. And that makes it easier for you to in turn win the offseason because everyone wants to go and play on teams that consistently bring the madness to life. If you thought you had fun with Mark Madness and the pools and all that, think about how a prep basketball player feels. Think about the notion of saying, where do I want to play basketball? Where do I want to experience the thing that, that I grew up watching? It would be easy to say, well, I'd like to go somewhere where I'm going to play for a program that's going to play in a lot of these games and that's going to have a chance to go to a Final Four and Elite Eight and win a national championship. And finally, the NFL will open its 2022 season where the final game of last season kicked off in SoFi Stadium in Inglewood as the Super Bowl champion LA Rams host the Buffalo Bills on September 8th. 
The Monday Night Football opener offers a spicy storyline as well. Russell Wilson making his Denver Broncos debut against his old team, the Seattle Seahawks. Other week one matchups to note. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Plus, the LA Chargers are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, reigniting a dramatic 2021 regular season finale with playoff implications where both teams could have just knelt it out, but but didn't. Plus, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, a class of fierce AFC North rivals, and the Kansas City Chiefs making the trip to play the Arizona Cardinals, two high-powered offenses and star young quarterbacks in the desert. The NFL is king, and that's a pretty good indication of why. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NFL Drafts. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Monday, it's conference finals time in the NBA playoffs. So at least until tomorrow, they locked on today.